Welcome to A to Z Sports powered by BetMGM. I'm Austin Stanley. He's former Vols quarterback Jonathan Crompton. In for Zach Bingham. Uh, make sure you follow us all over social media, whether it's Facebook, uh, Twitter, YouTube, Twitch. Also hit us up on Instagram and on TikTok. We're Nashville's On Demand Sports Talk Network. Got to thank our sponsors uh, because they make it happen for our show and they help out you guys. Renters Warehouse Nashville, the professional landlords in the Nashville area. Simply go to renterswarehouse.com to find out how much your home can rent for. Mandu, the pulse of fitness, where one 15-minute workout equals five-plus hours in the weight room. Mandu.com, your first workout is free. Wilson County Hyundai, that's where you need to go to make them a part of your car buying experience out in Lebanon. Their website is wilsoncountyhyundai.com. And the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. So, Crump, uh, I'm going to let you uh, start with this. The Vols come out and have a statement that there is no – a self-imposed bowl ban, first reported by VolQuest.com. So credit to those guys for breaking this news. But as a former player, knowing that this investigation has been hanging over this program for quite a while under yeah. head coach Josh Heupel, how would you be feeling if you were inside that locker room uh, yesterday after hearing that news? Oh, that's huge. I mean, now the reality is it probably wouldn't have happened this year, but that that's a big thing. I mean, it's you you know if you're not going to play the national championship game or the playoffs which we know we're not going to right now. Those bowl games are they're fun. They're a reward for the hard work you've done all year long. Off-season 5 a.m. runs, going in there and I mean literally before the sun comes up, busting your end, spring practice, everybody goes on spring break, you don't have a chance to. You know, stuff like that. So it's just a reward. I think it's a big thing for the the program, the university just down the road. Um, but I'm more excited, honestly, for the players because they're the ones that deserve this the most. Yeah, because these guys uh, had nothing to do with the violations, right? Like Tennessee mentioned in their statement, they feel like they cleaned house of all the wrongdoers in the program. Jeremy Pruitt is obviously out. Uh, and then you have all the assistant coaches who are uh, doing all the the sloppy cheating in recruiting because we know this, and you know this, cheating happens in college football at nearly every big Everywhere. program. Everywhere uh, it's, yeah, it's just it's just how do you cover it up? And obviously Tennessee yeah. was very sloppy with how they went about that. No, very, very, very sloppy. But I mean, I think you you brought up a good point. It happens everywhere. It doesn't matter what school you're at or what school you're a fan of. It happens everywhere. Unfortunately, we got caught. You know, just like SMU got caught, Southern Cal's got caught. There's a lot of places that have been in trouble for this in the past, and it's not going to end. Well, it might slow down now because of NIL, but until that happened, it was never going to end. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, And it's going to continue to happen here. So there are two things that this benefits uh, for the Vols, not having a self-imposed bull ban, which I I think is the right thing to do. I think the NCAA is losing power every week that goes by with what's happening with NIL, uh, with really uh, programs like LSU just not cooperating and not giving a damn about what Will Wade's doing. Tennessee is obviously flexing its muscles saying, you know, Tennessee poured – hundreds of thousands of dollars into this investigation and came out and said, well, no, we're not doing a bull ban. We did what we were supposed to do. We found out things were going wrong. We found out cheating was happening and we fired everybody's ass. And I think it's a, the first thing this greatly benefits is this current roster because yeah. this current roster guys that look like they're playing hard for their new head coach, Josh Heupel, they're winning games. They're four and four. They're the games that they're losing have minus the end of Florida and the end of Alabama. 
have been really competitive uh, appearances and competitive games they've played. And I, I think I think it means a lot for what Josh Heupel can build inside that locker room. So it's great for these players to be able to go play in a bowl game if they can get the six wins, which they're highly favored to do with yeah. South Alabama and Vandy. No, I mean, I, I, I don't disagree with all of that. 98% of it I agree with. The 2% I disagree with is about the internal investigation and that kind of, well, you know, whenever we want to get to the can of worms, yeah. that, that's where I'll bring that part up. Um, because, yes, it is not fair to the players in-house, but it's also just like any organization that you quote-unquote work for, even if you get rid of somebody or, you know, multiple people in this case, the organization still was wrong. It just because the individual did it, you're tied with the university. You work for that university, so the university still can have wrongdoing. So that's where, you know, like I said, we'll get into that here in just uh, a little bit about the, the can of worms. Yeah. I hope I hope it doesn't go to that is what I'm getting at. But <laughs> that was the first thing that clicked in my mind when I saw this stuff was one of these uh, negative negative ways it could go. Yeah. So the second thing is how this impacts recruiting. Because I think when you're looking at what Josh Heupel has to do, he's got some good players on the team, but he doesn't have yeah. enough good players. He exactly. just doesn't have enough players that are under scholarship and only 71 scholarship players. Now the report from VolQuest uh, and the, the statement from the university said that they will self-impose some other sanctions. Like I know uh, Zach Reagan wrote on our website about the fact that Tennessee did not host any recruits in the first home game of the season uh, against Bowling Green State as a self-imposed uh, their violation there. That oh. meant, yeah, What does it mean? I don't know. They're, they're going to they're oh, limit. Green, don't, don't come watch us play. Oh, on a Thursday night, right? Like, like recruits from not outside of from outside of Knoxville can make it anyway. But again, it's one of those things where you do it to get ahead of it. Yeah. You know, maybe they pull down some scholarship restrictions and limitations over the next couple of years. But you know, they're already so limited in that fact that limiting their scholarships or taking away five scholarships over the next two years means they still get to add more scholarship players than they already have. So they're still getting to build in the right direction. But how does this impact recruiting, in your opinion, of not having a bowl ban? Positively. I mean, it really does. And, and keyword opinion. But because now you can, when you're talking to them, you don't have to feel like you're lying to them about, you know, we can be going to this bowl. We can do this. We can go to this bowl. Blah, blah, blah. SEC's tied to these bowls. All this stuff, right? You don't have to feel like you're lying to them. Like straight up, 100% know that I'm blowing smoke up their rear end because we may get this, this, and this. Now that we have not given ourselves a bowl ban, obviously we got to wait for the NCAA, but since we haven't done it, now we can say more confidently to recruits and have them in-house and actually try to host them and wine and dine them a little more for what we can do, not what we possibly maybe kind of might be able to do. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, for sure. And I think it's because it, the one question about Josh Heupel was – can he recruit to Tennessee? Can he recruit in the SEC and win these other recruiting battles against coaches who are known as better recruiters? Because Josh Heupel, you know, has never had to recruit competitively like this. UCF, his recruiting class, were like in the 40s and 60s uh, right there. And, you know, and so it's, it's kind of – it's interesting to see how Josh Heupel can take advantage of this news and what the, the program did. But let's go ahead and get – to this can of worms that Crompton brought up uh, to me in our pre-show conversation, because I do find 
uh, this pretty intriguing. And it's something that with no self-imposed bowl ban, did Tennessee admit something that might get them in trouble with Jeremy Pruitt's lawyer? So we'll get we'll let Crompton explain this opinion here coming up. But real quick, let me tell you guys about Renters Warehouse and RentersWarehouse.com. They're the professional landlords in the Nashville area. Simply go to RentersWarehouse.com to find out how much your home can rent for. There's so many different ways you can use Renters Warehouse to your benefit, whether it's creating extra cash flows for you and your family or getting that long-term wealth because equity means long-term wealth to get that retirement plan ready. RentersWarehouse.com, they'll get that mailbox money for you. They do all the work and you become a mogul in the rent estate business. RentersWarehouse.com is where to go. Guys, BetMGM, right? Everybody, including myself, likes to play a little couple parlays. Download the BetMGM app today. Use promo code A to Z Sports. Risk-free bet up to $1,000. Yes, I repeat that. Risk-free up to $1,000. BetMGM app, promo code A to Z Sports. Yep. Don't forget, visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. You must be 21 years old or must be president of Tennessee for gambling problem support. Call Tennessee Redline at 1-800-889-9789. So the question that Crompton brought up is, does not uh, imposing a, a bowl ban on yourself mean that Tennessee's just given ammo to Jeremy Pruitt's lawyers. I will let you explain. It, it's just something that popped in my mind when I did see this, because first the first thing I went through was like, yes, we finally we finally won something. You know what I mean? We, Oh, ah, crap. If I'm a lawyer, I'm going to go, okay, that's fine. You, you admit this, this, and this, but you're not going to impose a bull ban. How can you fire my client with cause? And now we're going to go to court. Like straight up, we gave, they've already given Tennessee the, you know, the deadline. Deadline's passed, what, October 29th. Mm-hmm. Um, so now if if I'm him, keyword, if I'm him, I'm going for, what is it, the $12.7 million that he, he's trying to get? I'm going yeah. for every penny. I'm going to go for every penny, and I'm not settling now. Because Tennessee did not give themselves a self-imposed bowl ban. Like I said earlier, just because you got rid of people does not mean the organization still does not have to have consequences. And that's not Tennessee. That's for anything in my mind, any organization. Um, that's just, I think, I think we've opened that can of worms that now I think we're going to end up having to pay a buyout. And the thing that hurts is if you pay him, every other coach is going to come after it. That got fired with cause too. And I could I, be wrong. I could be wrong. I'm just see, saying that's, where, that's where my mind goes. If I'm the lawyer, I see, I disagree with it. I, I think I, I get what you're saying, and will a lawyer try to take advantage of this? Absolutely, because that's what he's paid and hired to do. That Jeremy Pruitt's lawyer is hired to find any type of foot in the door to get any money for Jeremy Pruitt because he didn't get $12-plus plus million from being fired and having a buyout. But I don't think that this means – like no self-imposed bull ban means that Tennessee didn't find enough. I still think they found enough to fire Jeremy Pruitt with cause, but they did not want to punish their players and the new coaching staff that had nothing to do with it. And because, I, I can't disagree with that, but I still, the organ, I'm using the word organization. So the university yeah. still is entitled to do something. They're still expected to do something. You can't tell me that not letting recruits come to Bowling Green is enough. You know well, what I mean? And, and like we you, don't know what were, the other you were cheating so bad that you got fired with cause, and we can't find enough to, without saying, "Oh, we've already fired them. We've already those players already transferred." That's all I'm getting at. Is like I, I'm not saying it's a bad look. I'm just saying that 
it might be enough for Tennessee's about to lose millions of dollars more in a buyout. Yeah, and and I don't think Jeremy Pruitt would ever get his full twelve million plus dollar buyout. If anything, he gets a few million bucks to to have Tennessee have him shut up, and uh, you know, because he's out here with all these vague threats and name dropping. You know, Rick Barnes, Philip Fulmer, uh, the chancellor, and a bunch, the president, and a bunch of other people, assist former assistant coaches, saying that he's got dirt on all these people and that he can bring them down. And Rick Barnes fired back with a. What the hell are you talking about, Jeremy? I supported you while you're here. What are you even getting at? You don't want to play this game. And so that, that's all I'm saying is like if and, and like this is just where my brain goes. If we in self-impose a bowl ban, then his lawyers are him and his lawyers are gonna have to go, ah, oh, well, you know, they, okay, they found a little more than we thought. All right, let's take a step back. And I could be wrong. It's well, they're not gonna take a step back until they get money. Well, no, so, but, I, no, so that's if and now, right now, if I'm them, I'm going for every penny of the full buyout because I'm going. You didn't self-impose anything. All your your findings were that we got rid of the people that cheated and the players transferred. That's not enough for me not to get a buyout. And, and that's all I'm saying is like, so if I'm him, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to my grave trying to get every penny. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not but saying that, he's gonna get it, but I'm saying that's what his lawyer is probably gonna advise him to do. Yeah, I, I definitely get. I, I I'm on the same page with that. I just don't think not self-imposing a bowl ban admits that you didn't fire him with cause. So I, you know, Tennessee fired him with cause and they've got plenty of dirt on him. I see Trey Wallace. Every time this happens, Trey Wallace talks about how, uh, you know, they've got, you know, so much on Jeremy Pruitt that it would completely ruin him from college coaching for the rest of his okay, life. Okay. So then think about it from once again, organizational standpoint, you have enough on said person. You hired said person. Your university hired that individual, and you have no wrongdoing. Do you see? Yeah, I, don't, I don't think Tennessee is saying they have no wrongdoing. That, it's not admitting that we're wrong, but it's the fact of admitting, hey, maybe we shouldn't. We we messed up. We effed up here. We're going to take a one year, dude. It's a one year bowl ban. I don't, I'm glad we didn't. I'm saying that, but I'm just playing devil's advocate. Sure. That if you do a one year, then everybody goes, including his lawyers, go. Okay, well they found stuff. Now, when all when all you can say you found is, well, we, we know we cheated and we fired the coaches and those players transferred. That tells me that you're you're not taking any blame here, like yeah, but, whatsoever. But gonna, but because gonna, because I think do they're the trying whole... to save. In my opinion, now this is a totally different swing here. My opinion is they're trying to save face for one individual, for Fulmer. Yes. I, I, <laughs> yeah, I, did, I don't disagree with that. that that's my opinion. Keyword opinion. Yeah, because they let that guy retire and ride off into the sunset with, you know, getting paid six figures a year. $450,000 a year for three years. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous of how Philip Fulmer uh, is being, is being, uh, 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 so, you know, I wasn't trying to make, I wasn't trying to bring up this can of worms in a negative light. It's just the reality of if I'm a lawyer, I'm going to try to, I'm using this as fuel to my fire to get my client. No, I, I definitely see what you're saying. And Dom, Dom asked a question, who at Tennessee conducted the investigation and is that entity high enough in the pecking order to be completely biased? No, I think they hired no from idea. they hired from without uh, from outside. They brought somebody in to help them with the investigation uh, to, to, to do all that. So he, here's what I want to get to next. Uh, and, and Kelkin says, uh, Kevin, El- oops, sorry, Kevin Elkin says that Crompton's straight ignoring all the other self-imposed sanctions. Well, the problem is we don't know what they are outside of Trey Wallace reporting that they didn't host recruits for I mean, that, that first that's game. That's not a 
I'm not sitting here saying we need to give ourselves the gauntlet. That's not what I'm getting at. I'm glad we didn't do anything on yes. the bowl game, on the bowl game. I'm just saying from the other side of the spectrum, playing devil's advocate, that's what, it's probably what's going to be said. Yeah. yeah you know what definitely. I mean? And I hope it doesn't because that means we can have more money to put back into the university and the football program and actually get back to our winning ways. Um, Next question. Know. Next question. What percentage chance do you think the NCAA will give the Vols a bowl ban later on? Because we're seeing that with Oklahoma State right now. They had some issues with their basketball program. Mm-hmm. And I, I heard Brent Doherty on The Zone say this uh, yesterday, that the freshman class currently at Oklahoma State was in seventh grade. Seventh grade when these sanctions and violations happened. So what percentage chance do you think that the NCAA will drop a bowl ban on the Vols later on? I'll let you guys go ahead and comment in the comment section. We'll read some of your comments. What percentage chance do you think uh, the NCAA will give the Vols a bowl ban later on for this Jeremy Pruitt situation? Uh, Louis says zero. Uh, So, Crompton, I'll let you answer this because we're seeing it happen with Oklahoma State that it took several years. Honestly, I'm not 100%. What did Oklahoma State do? Uh, to me, it? I don't know the, the details of it, but there was NCAA violations that happened in their basketball program, uh, and now they have a postseason ban that's come out. And, again, the, again, the freshman class this year was in seventh grade when that happened. That's true. Seventh grade. All right, good job, NCAA, for taking a freaking six years to do it. Yeah. Um, I, would, I would honestly I'd say 50-50, and that's not like a, a cop-out answer. Like, I legit think it could be a coin flip. Um but especially after since we did hire a third party, right, to to do an investigation, I think that it is a straight up 50-50 coin flip, heads yes, tails no, and see what happens. Um, because right now, like you said, you, you were right on earlier, in my opinion. NCAA's got a lot bigger things on their hands right now. We're trying to keep NIL intact, doing a lot of other things, trying to essentially make sure they don't implode. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if this is the biggest thing on their radar right now. So I think that it, that's why I'm going 50-50. Yeah, I think it should be lower. And David says, let's talk about Kentucky or Kentucky, he calls it. We will, we will get to I Kentucky. Love I love it. We will get to Kentucky here in a second because we're going to have a full breakdown of the game here in a second. But here's here's honestly how I feel about what happens with this. I think if, if the NCAA drags its feet like it typically does, then there should be no bowl ban. There should be a clock on an investigation yes. that if the NCAA can't complete an investigation in within – 18 months, then they should not be able to impose a bowl ban because the turnover, the turnover of a college athletic roster is so fluid and so quick that you're always going to punish the wrong people and innocent kids uh, in that situation. Oklahoma state. Yes. And even with Tennessee, if it's a self-imposed bowl ban next year, then that's a, a new crop of athletes that had nothing to do with Jeremy Pruitt because of how quick the the, the transfer portal, you know, JUCO transfers, just the, the fluidity of a college roster right now, it doesn't make any sense. And so I think if you can't get it done within 18 months, should a university still be punished? Yes. But here's almost, here's my thought, because Jeff Rubel says, but that's not how this works, Austin. It's how it should work. The NCAA has been doing things how it shouldn't work for decades. How it should works 
how it should work, excuse me, is it costs the university money to go to a bowl game. And the university gets a pay a fat check for that bowl game. Why do why do colleges like going to the Outback Bowl more than the Liberty Bowl? Because the Outback Bowl has got a bigger payout than the Liberty Bowl, even though the SEC and the bowl system is saying, no, it's the same. It's the same pool of six SEC bowls. Bull. The Outback Bowl is better because it pays more. Then the Liberty Bowl, then Shreveport, then Mobile, Alabama, then Charlotte, then Nashville, Tennessee. And I love the Music City Bowl. What they do. Here's, here is how it should work. You go to the bowl game, but if the NCAA says bowl ban, it's not a bowl. It shouldn't be a bowl ban. It should be a bowl fine. And and I'm serious. I know. Sorry, I just I love. <clears throat> excuse me. I love that you're getting fired up about it. Like, I mean, truly, and I say that in a positive way. Like, because this is how genuine our fans really are. Yes, but this you know, is and, how it's, it's not, and it's not just Tennessee fans because I love. I'm telling you, Jeff Rubel. I love going back and forth with him on game days. It's just we have a good time, but it's not disrespectful because man, people are passionate about their 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 universities. Yeah, this and Jeff Rubel. Yeah, Jeff Rubel's a big Ohio State fan. He watches our show every day, and we love that. That's awesome. I know. It's great. And, and he knows that I'm not an Ohio State guy, so I like to mess with him back and forth just to, yeah. because, it's, because it's all fun and games because this is collegiate athletics, and that shows the passion that everybody, like, for their school loves, and, and they live and breathe for it. It's awesome. Yes. So if – let's just say the incident boy says – come back and says – if they find that uh, in their own investigation that Tennessee was worthy of getting a bowl ban, make it a bowl fine. So Tennessee can still accept a bowl in 2022, 23, 24, whatever the hell. And if it's the, and, and that here's the thing, here's what it really hurts because it hurts their pocketbook. If Josh Heupel has this thing rolling and the Vols can go to a sugar bowl in three years, and that's when the bowl fine hands down, now they're losing a ton of money uh, because they can't get sugar bowl money. But if they if they get a bowl fine and they can't go and they get the Outback Bowl or the Capital One or the Music City, then they're fine that amount. But you don't punish the athletes. You still let the athletes and the coaches go play. That had nothing to do with this. But here is how you punish the university. Because the university, like you said, hired the coach that did the dumb things, hired the coach that broke the rules. Then they fired him. But you should still get punished for hiring the bad guy in the first place and allowing him to happen. So you you bowl find them, and so the the payout from that bowl doesn't go to university; it goes to wherever the fine money goes for rushing the field or throwing golf balls and mustard on the field. Everything bowl fines is the new direction the NCAA needs to go with this because punishing innocent college athletes is so ridiculous and well, stupid. And I don't know why we haven't figured this out in the first place. Because it's too easy. Um, <laughs> just call it like it is, right? And and like I just want to kind of clarify earlier, I'm not saying that we should have to pay buyouts and all this stuff. I'm just I was playing devil's advocate. Yeah. Second off, I'm never an advocate of punishing players for being teenagers and accepting money that an adult was willing to offer. Yeah, that's, that's, the, that's a, that, that's your grown ass adult's fault. Straight up, my opinion. Ah, if yeah. you're going to now I'll admit I never took a dollar just so everybody knows that doesn't, all, it doesn't mean you weren't offered it, but but what I'm getting at is like you can't you can't blame a teenager because all these kids when they go to school are teenagers except for like the one in blue moon that's from California that's 20 because they got held back to be athletically superior um 
but most 98% of these kids are teenagers. You can't, you can't blame them. So I don't necessarily disagree with what you're saying. Actually, I don't disagree at all about how don't make it a bold ban, make it a bold fine because these kids did nothing wrong. Exactly. I well, love it. Technically I, I, they broke the rules, but it was because it was offered to them and said, Hey, take this hundreds of thousands of dollars to come to my university. How are you going to pass that up? Come on. Yeah, I know. Right. Like, I mean, right, on, I mean the, on, the, on the Kentucky. Yes. On the Kentucky. Absolutely. Let's get to the Kentucky game. What is the Vols' biggest advantage over Kentucky? You know, I find this interesting. I also find the next question that we have interesting about this game. But what's the Vols' biggest advantage over the Kentucky Wildcats in this game tomorrow night in Lexington at that Kroger Field thing that they have up there in Lexington? Ring. Yeah, I, Kroger Field, just a, it's just a non, non-college feel of having it called Kroger Field. But anyway, what is the Vols' biggest advantage over Kentucky? But real quick, let me tell you guys about Mandu, the Pulse of Fitness, where one 15-minute workout equals five-plus hours in the weight room. Mandu.com, your first workout is absolutely free. Guys, I love Mandu. I've done it twice this week. Uh, all you need to do is once a week. Once a week with a 15-minute workout that simulates five-plus hours in the weight room, it's incredible because it puts all the pressure and stress on your muscles to build the muscle fibers stronger, functional strength, and adding muscle mass without putting any stress on your joints, all the work on your muscles. It's quick, obviously 15 minutes long, get you in and out and more productive with your day and your week. And it's great for your joints. It is for everybody, uh, whether you're young, whether you're old, whether you've got old football injuries or sports injuries, they've got you covered right there, mandu.com. And if you tell them A to Z Sports sent you, It'll take a hundred bucks off your first month when you sign up. So your first workout's always free, but you tell them A to Z sent you and you get a hundred bucks off your first month when you sign up. That's right there at mandu.com. Cool guys, bet MGM. All right. We all like to play some parlays. Like I said earlier, bet MGM, download the app today, bet MGM, use uh, promo code A to Z sports, risk-free bet up to a thousand dollars. I know I'm going to do it. I've got to cross state lines to do it, but I'm going to do it. Okay. <laughs> It is what it is. I don't live that far from the state line. So everybody, look, hey, come have some fun. Risk-free bet up to $1,000, promo code A to Z Sports. There you go right there. All right, so what is the Vols' biggest advantage uh, over Kentucky? So I'm going to go ahead uh, and read some comments. And I like some like of your comments, though. They're, I think they're very spot on. Yeah, Chris says the Vols' tempo. Uh, Sean says speed. Charles says fast play. So basically all three of those things basically along – uh, the same line. Billy Jones says Hendon Hooker. Uh, Dustin says nothing because the Cats are going to win. So we've got uh, come a, on, Dustin. Come we've on. Got at least we've got at least one Kentucky fan in the chat, which is good. Uh, I like I like it uh, to have some little uh, difference there. Uh, uh, Brian Bowman says the defense because the Vols lead in tackles for loss, and that's crazy. It is crazy. It's nuts of how Tennessee has more tackles for loss through eight games, I think it was through seven games than they did all of last year. And they've got a lot more games left. I mean, the, the defense is pretty impressive with what they've been able to do. Uh, Dom says Kroger Field. I've always hated that damn high school ass stadium. Uh, I, I didn't want to... <laughs> Sorry. That might be the best comment I've heard in a long time. Uh, Ronald says Hypo in that offense. Danny Whitson says the fast place has been an advantage all season. And even at times against better opponents, don't see that changing against Kentucky. Uh, Josh says that Kentucky turns the ball over a lot. And that's definitely true. Very turnover prone. Uh, Will Levis threw three picks last week um, against Mississippi State. 
Brent says, stop the run and force Kentucky to pass, and Tennessee wins the game. James brings up a fresh offensive line because Tennessee is coming off of a bye week, and they get healthy, uh, and that offensive line hopefully a lot more fresh after playing against Alabama two weeks ago. Uh, so, Crompton, I'll stop there with their comments. I'll go yep. back to the comments in a, section, in a second. What do you think is the Vols' biggest advantage in this game tomorrow? I'm playing off of what Brent said that you just mentioned about stopping the run and force Kentucky to pass. Mine was Tennessee's pass game because I think our pass game is better than Kentucky. If you go look at the numbers, you're like, oh, they're, they're kind of similar, 63% versus 68%, 1,400 some yards versus 1,500 and something yards, all this stuff. Well, our quarterback has played less games than you. And second off, you do not throw the ball very effectively at Kentucky. They run the piss out of the football though. Bottom line, they can run they can run the ball and they can run it well. To me, you you stop the run and force this kid to pass. He's a great athlete that can throw. I'm not going to say he's a great quarterback. I think he's a hell of an athlete that can throw. Make him beat you with his arm. And I think with our defensive scheme, we have that ability. Right? Because we've shown that we can. Now later in the game that's different, but Kentucky doesn't have great super crazy depth that Alabama and other teams have right so it's an evenly matched up game that way so I, I think like Brent said make them beat you throwing it because we can beat you throwing it yeah um and it's interesting you mentioned that Kentucky can run the piss out of the football and they've got two really good running backs but in their last game against Mississippi State they only had 66 yards rushing and they only had right. 216 yards of offense I mean they were bad I mean I, I get Three, uh, four turnovers total will do that for you. When you fumble yes. once and you throw three picks, you're not going to have the ball that often. You can't get yards because you're losing possessions. But four turnovers will crush you. Uh, but also, when you look at how that game went, it's not like it's not like Kentucky did poorly. I mean, they were recovered, uh, returned a fumble, a punt for a touchdown, and then kicked a field goal, and they were up to nothing. Yeah, and then State just went on and. The problem was after after going up 10 nothing against Mississippi State, here was Kentucky's next several possessions on offense. It was three and out punt, three and out punt, five plays interception, halftime. Then the and then so 17-10. Then fumble on the second play. Then the next possession. First play interception. <laughs> and then the game's over because they basically uh, scored a touchdown when it was 31 to 10. Yeah. So it's, they were, they had three three and outs and three turnovers after going up 10 nothing. Yeah. How ridiculous is that? So that's not my, that's not my advantage, I think, because I think, can, I think Tennessee's defense has been a surprise all season mm. long. Tim Banks and how they fly around the football is impressive, it's fun to watch, and they can create turnovers. And they force other offenses into making mistakes. They'll give up some points, but I, I really like the way that they play. So here's my advantage to this, and I want to get your uh, thought on this. Kentucky's known for having a good defense, right? That's their. That's yeah. what's got them to a 6-0 start on the season before losing two games in a row. Yeah. Well, you know, they've played some really bad teams like UL, UL Monroe. I mean, they gave up 28 points I mean, to Missouri. Didn't they have to come back against Chattanooga? Yeah, they did. They were losing to Chattanooga at one point. No, I know uh, that was early, early in the year. So I give that a wash. Like, yeah. Yeah. So 
here's here's what I think. It's it's not that the Vols play up tempo in this because that's that's a difficult thing. And you just saw Mississippi State throw for a bunch of yards and score a bunch of points on Kentucky. And they Mike Leach and Josh Heupel, it's not too much of, of a difference there in how they their philosophy about offense. Here's my advantage. It's not the speed. It's not the tempo. It's the spacing. And I think the spacing that Tennessee's offense will put Kentucky's defense into is the X factor. Because we've all seen how far okay. the splits are for the wide receivers. And we've all seen Tennessee beat teams horizontally and vertically to make them cover all 53 yards width yep. and all whatever's in front of you to the end zone. Yeah, Alabama struggled with that too. You know, if Alabama's going to struggle with it, if Nick Saban's going to have some issues with it, damn sure Kentucky's going to have some issues with it. I don't know about Georgia, but that's a different story. We'll talk about that next week. But, <laughs> uh, but again, like it's it's the spacing because I think Tyon Evans is probably a lot healthier after a bye week. Jabari yeah. Small, that offensive line, Hendon Hooker. So now, if you get the spacing out there and you're spreading Kentucky's good defense out. I just think Tennessee can just whip them with creating mismatches because of the open space they make. Yeah, and we'll, and notice, I like how you said that about the, the spacing horizontally. Notice when we do get our super wide splits, we throw a lot of what I call smoke screen. Tur- one step, turn around, boom, ball, right? We've thrown a few of them, but not a lot of you fake the smoke screen while your other receivers start blocking and go. So we might see a couple of those early this game because it's it's a bye week. You're going to come up with new stuff. All right, you're going to come up with a couple of wrinkles. It's not crazy different, so it doesn't look any different where it's like, oh, hey, red flag, right? Going to come up with a couple of things. And I know it's in the playbook, but we just haven't ran it a whole lot. So we might see one of those on the first one or two drives of the game to take a shot, but it not be outside of the realm of our offense that we can still play fast. Um, so I, I do like that. I like that advantage. Yeah, and it's not just in the passing game because when you've got your wide receivers split out like that and you bunch them, you put two wide receivers that are basically on the numbers and you're on the opposite hash, Mm -hmm. a safety has to kind of split the difference, right? Like a safety kind of has to go over there and kind of keep an eye out for that or you're going to get torched over the top. And then so what does that do? That means Tyon Evans can rip off those 90-yard runs like he did at Missouri. Well, and it helps that Hooker has the arm strength to make those throws because otherwise it would just be, why are you out there? Yeah, you'd be Not wasting a player. Kentucky's quarterback can do the same thing. Like he's yes. got a cannon, but I think he's less accurate. Um, but that's what I'm saying is like with the way we do things, I, I think our quarterback is better than theirs. I do. And I think our pass game is better than theirs. Um, but the thing is, man, typically I know we've won whatever crazy amount you know, out of the last 35 years, all this stuff, but it's still Kentucky and they're still, they're never going to back down. That's just the bottom line. They are not going to back down and they're playing well this year. They have a better record and they are the underdog. So it's not a game we can take lightly. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like I'm in my mind, it's always, oh, well, it's Kentucky, right? Oh, it's Kentucky. Well, this team is not just, oh, it's Kentucky because they're hard-nosed. They're going to fight until they can't. If we get up 21, it's going to be real hard for them to come back. But that's a big thing. We've got, we've got to do that. Right. It's, it's, and what Tennessee has been able to do is get early stops on defense and then a two minute drive for a touchdown. And then that, I mean, that's what, that's exactly what happened against South Carolina, Missouri is they, they were able to hang up like 56 points combined in those 
two first quarters, which is just absurd. Uh, we because- if we get a turnover, we can't go three and out. You've got to if you get a turnover. I'm not saying you got to get a touchdown. Ideally, yes, you got to get some sort of points, or you got to sustain a drive to take momentum away from your opponent. You go yeah. three and out after a turnover. That momentum actually just got stronger for them. I agree because they got they got away with one, uh, yeah. and you know. And so, I, and what you say is like you know, if you get up early on on ten, on Kentucky, you know that that takes out Chris Rodriguez and Cavassier Smoke, who are you know two really talented running backs who average over five yards a carry uh, that have some ability. Now, you know, Wondell Robinson is one of the best wide receivers in the SEC and can hurt you from anywhere on the field, and so you got to be able to, to bottle him up and not just let him do what he did against Florida, where he went like forty five yards on a screen. Uh, that made that game interesting where Florida might have been able to – if they wrapped them yeah, up and bought them up, they doesn't happen. No, but the Florida game was always close, yeah. so the run threat was still there. Yeah, exactly. We've got, if the, the way you can bottle him up is you got to get a lead to take away the run threat. Yeah, no to, doubt. If they have the threat of run, they're dangerous. That's just uh, – Yeah, no he, can throw uh, it, he can put the ball anywhere. He's got a cannon. Any type of play action, he can throw it over your – he can throw it over your head. He's also right? throwing so nine picks, though. Yeah, I'm not. I didn't say he wouldn't throw it to you. <laughs> I, didn't say that. I just said he, he he's got a cannon. I didn't say that it was the best cannon, right? Yeah, it, isn't it crazy? Like if you look at just the stats of these two quarterbacks, I mean, Hendon Hooker has thrown for more yards, more touchdowns than Will Levis, who's started all the games. Like Will Levis has thrown the ball 205 times. Uh, Hendon Hooker's only thrown it 166, but Hooker's got more yards. He's averaging nine and a half yards per attempt, which is just stupid. Yeah. Like, it's just ridiculous. Uh, 17 touchdowns and two picks. Now, he's been sacked 22 times, which has been an issue. Uh, but again, well, that, like – we, we, At a certain point, we had, you know, like we've said, we've had duct tape O-line. You know, we haven't had our guys out there. So, I give some of those to that. Not all of them. I just thought it was funny. Uh, Abdul says, do they have a player uh, – Name uh, Kilbasa Smoke. <laughs> no, it's not Kilbasa Smoke, which is hilarious. It's it. Cavassier Smoke. You know what? I might have to smoke some Kilbasa sausage on That's Saturday. That's hilarious. Thank you. Thanks for the idea. I appreciate that. <laughs> it's it's really funny. You know, really funny. That's like a game day sign. If if it if Cavassier well, Smoke was better and I'm, more of a household name, you could do a Kilbasa Smoke, uh, you know, sign or something. Now, hey, um, who who said that? I just. Abdul, uh, Abdul, all right. I need I need you to give me some sides now because I'm smoking kielbasa this weekend. <laughs> all right, I'm letting you pick out my game day food. Uh yeah. Dustin says the Vols are run first team. That's why Hooker's numbers are high. I mean, all their numbers are high. Like that's the crazy thing is that all the numbers are high. Tyon Evans has 500 plus yards on 80 carries. Like the fact that Tyon Evans only has 80 carries this season is crazy. Uh, yeah. and. It's just, you know, the, the Vols are potent on offense. They've scored 37 touchdowns on offense. Have we scored year. that in the last three years combined? Sorry, sorry. No, sorry. I mean, I mean, seriously. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I know in the uh, in the South Carolina game, they passed last year's point total. That was yeah. the sixth damn game of the season. I mean, yeah. it's this team's got a lot of a lot of uh, really impressive offensive weapons on it. And it's not even guys that Hypo has recruited for the system. Now, Hendon Hooker has been, you know, a, a hell of a find. Um, 
actually by the last staff, if you think about it. Hinton Hooker was already coming. Yeah, he was, the, he was the diamond in the rough that you found. Yeah. Honestly. Uh, yeah, for sure. So big deal there. All right, Crompton, let's get to this question. Because I feel like, you know, every Tennessee fan in this chat has been very confident about this game. What is your confidence level uh, for the Vols beating Kentucky? What is your confidence level in the Vols beating Kentucky? We always like to do confidence levels with a 1 through 10. So let's ask that question. What is your confidence level in the Vols beating Kentucky? But real quick, let me tell you guys about the Bone & Joint Institute. Boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic in sports medicine care. Guys, whenever you get hurt, know who to go to, know who to trust, know who can get you back to health and streamline that process to make it as easy on you as possible. And the folks at the Bone and Joint Institute in Franklin can do that for you. They've got over a dozen doctors there at their facility, which means they have a specialist with literally every joint. We talked to Dr. Watson earlier this week when it came to Derrick Henry's Jones fracture and had a hell of a conversation that a lot of people have watched with great information. So if you haven't seen that, Dr. Watson on the Derrick Henry Jones fracture surgery, go check it out. Boneandjointtn.org is where to go. Guys, BetMGM, excuse me, BetMGM app, download it today. Promo code A to Z Sports, risk-free red up to $1,000. Once again, I know I've said it before, I'm, I'm traveling across the border because I live in North Carolina. I don't live far, so I can place my parlay bets for risk-free up to $1,000. Promo code A to Z Sports, download the BetMGM app today. There you go. All right, what's your confidence level in the Vols beating Kentucky on Saturday, 1 through 10? Uh, Sean says 9. Uh, Mark Jones with a 10, Willie with a 6, Eric Hobbs with a 7, Charles with a 10, uh, Dustin Burke. Come on, Dustin. He, Dustin's our Kentucky guy in the chat, which I appreciate. I'm glad we got on, some Come diversity. on, Dustin. Be, be better. <laughs> Billy says 8, Brent says 6, Danny says 8 out of 10, Steve with a 9. Um, let's see. More comments as they're – they're jumping on me. Uh, David says 10 total domination, 42, 21. Ed with a 5.1 big Ronnie with an eight. Nathaniel says three out of 10 because Mississippi state beat them last week. UK will be hyper-focused. Unfortunately, How, does that play anything into this? Like, you, you know, you're high level college athlete. Does getting your ass kicked one week help you the next week? Or does it matter whatsoever? Honestly, I mean, you, you never want to lose. Yeah, it, right. it, it kind of it pisses you off. You know, you play Saturday night or Saturday day, whatever. You you know, it kind of eats at you that night, a little bit on Sunday, and then you're like, man, screw it. Because if you let it bother you the next week or added motivation, then you're in it for the wrong reason. You know what I mean? Because you're, you're going out there to win each week no matter what. Um, now, that was me. I'm not saying that every player is that way or even because I don't know their coaching staff um, as far as – how they, you know, they approach the week. They're always going to try to use stuff for motivation, but I don't really, I don't really know if it's going to be that big of an issue. Yeah. Yeah. Charles says 10. I mean, I mean, in Vegas, they call it a bounce back spot for a reason, right? Like uh, yeah, this is a great bounce back spot for so-and-so who just came off a loss or whatever, but this isn't yeah. that game. It's a rivalry game. Yeah. No bounce back spot uh, with Vegas for sure. Jeff says 8.5 out of 10. Jacob says nine coming off a of bye week in Kentucky is not that great. Uh, Sean's at six because they usually do beat Kentucky, but Kentucky has had the better season thus far. Alex with a zero, not sure why. Uh, guy seven, uh, Kevin Elkins with an eight, Chris with a nine, 
Uh, Caleb says five after the last 10 years, I try not to get hyped up that way. A win over anyone ranked is great, which I get that mentality. Uh, Caleb been a long decade plus. Yeah. All right. Six from Jeff Rubel. Uh, yeah. Big, big yeah. 10. Be- Jeff gives the balls a six out of 10. Jeff, be, be, be better, Jeff. I had, I picked your oh. Ohio state guys this year. in one of my parlays be better, Jeff. Well, then Jeff moves it down to a four. Cause it's at Kentucky. Oh, come on. Oh, Jeff Saturday. You know what? Tomorrow's gonna be fun with me and you. Cause I picked Ohio state. In one of my parlays, okay? Yep. I probably shouldn't admit this to you because now you're never going to let me hear the end of it. If they don't cover for me, I'm not letting you hear the end of it. There you go. All right, what's your what's your confidence level in, the, in Tennessee beating Kentucky 1 through 10? 10. 10. I, I mean, and the reason why I say that, and it's not because, oh, you know, it's a homer. It's this, this. I just – I truly think the bye week helped us to get healthy. I think overall we are a better team, Right. Truly, I do. Um, more so because of our schematics on offense. So I, I think we – I'm not going to say we blow them out, you know, by 21, 28, 35 points. But I, I definitely – I'm going to go with a 10 out of 10 on confidence for the win because I called – I have to. Called it early in the year. We're going to win seven games. So I kind of have to win this game. <laughs> you got to stick by it. I, yeah, I got to stick to my guns. Yeah. I mean, if you look at what Kentucky's done this season – I mean, they've got, you know, a blowout over Monroe, nah, you know, a touchdown win at home versus Mizzou. Mizzou sucks. <laughs> they beat hey. UTC at home by five. Ugh. I, they only put up 16 points against South Carolina. Like, Kentucky beat South Carolina, Missouri by a total, guys, of 13 points. Tennessee was up on those teams by 28-plus at halftime on both of those teams. And I I just think, I I know you can't look at things like that because then Kentucky turns around and beats Florida 20 to 13 and Tennessee lost to Florida with a couple pivotal moments, but Kentucky like that game, like was a weird game for Kentucky. Like they were able to, to block a field goal and return it for a touchdown and then scored it and then put together another, it was just a low scoring, hard fought sec game that had two plays that won Kentucky the game. The screen to Wondell Robinson to make it 7-7 in the first quarter and the blocked field goal return of 76 yards in the third quarter. Those are the only two times it scored. And so, like, I, I my confidence, I, I never go 10. I never say 10 out of 10. Never. Ever. Do it. Do it. I'm not. I can't. I can't do it. <laughs> Pretty freaking close. Do it. I'm at don't, give me a, don't give me a nine nine. Don't nine point five. Nine point five. Okay. Okay. I can't go ten. I can't go ten. Dude, it's hey, there's a first time for everything. Come on, just do it. It feels so good to say it. That it, will be it'll, Vanderbilt. It'll feel really good. It'll feel really Vanderbilt good. Vanderbilt will be my first ten. Just do it. You you know you want uh, to. But okay, how does this how does this make you feel about it? <laughs> if if like you have like in order to be a ten, like you have to acknowledge and define what is a ten confidence level. A 10 confidence level is then beating Tennessee Tech and then beating Bowling Green and beating Vanderbilt. Like, that's a 10. I am not that level confident, so I can't be a 10. I'm at a nine and a half. But it round, I'm, it, old school math, it rounds up. It rounds up. I don't round up. <laughs> unless it's in my, uh, unless I'm trying to kill weeds. 
There you go. There you go. I like, look at you. Another sponsor coming through. Actually, no, I don't even use Roundup. I, I don't like, I don't even, I just said it because it sounded cute, right? but I don't even use Roundup. Yeah, I don't even, I don't have, look at you. I don't good. have a driveway that I need to like spray and it's getting weeds in the cracks. Good Mark night. Jones says uh, Tennessee will dominate Kentucky. Look, I, I don't think it'll be a domination. Well, well, well watch, watch this. What's your definition? Because dominating can go in multitude of different ways. Like, I'm not just score. You can the score can be dominant, but the game not be dominant. Right. Like, 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 like Alabama, Tennessee, like Alabama, a couple or two weeks ago. The score looked you're like, oh, shoot, you know. It, it, but uh, the, game, Florida. the game wasn't out of hand until in the fourth. So I'm Tennessee, saying like, Florida, same thing, right? Yeah. Like when you lose by 24 points or you lose 52 to 24, like it it looks dominant at the end, but those games so, weren't dominant. Now I'm not gonna. So I'm not. I'm I'm actually kind of on Mark's um, level here of the domination, but might be in a different way. I'm you know the reason why I'm going 10 is not because it's Tennessee playing Kentucky. It's because if you look at the past couple weeks, right, you can take the whole year, but you got to throw a few, you know, a few drives out. So let's take the past four weeks of games and four games. Look how effective we have been on offense, right? Like legit effective. We've been able to move the ball, make the big play, and not let things bother us. That's it. Not let things get in our, our head. Mm-hmm. that's where I'm saying we dominate the, like the mental aspect of it, of like when I work with these kids, man, understand, like I'm, I'm a, a offense coordinator for a high school here in North Carolina. We play tonight in the playoffs. Like I tell my kid each night, good stuff's going to happen. Bad stuff's going to happen. That's football. How do we react to the bad stuff? Do we let it bother us? Do we slam our helmet? Or do we say, you know what? It's over. There's nothing we can do. That's done. We'll get better with it tomorrow morning. How do I, how do I go from here? I think we've done that so much better than a lot of teams the past four weeks. That's why I say it's a dominant performance, not necessarily a 28 point spread, but a dominant performance that you go, even if we only went by seven or 10, that Kentucky didn't have a chance because we wouldn't let them. Right. I, I do think it's interesting because I, I've kind of been watching this all year uh, thus far is that in Tennessee's losses, Outside of Pitt, right? Outside of Pitt. In Tennessee's SEC losses, they've scored 26 or less. You know, 14 against Florida. Yeah. 26 against Ole Miss. 24 against Alabama. And in the wins, it's 38, 56, 62, 45, which is just way above 26. Yeah. And so, like, at some point, I, I am curious to see if Josh Heupel can win a football game under 30 points. Yeah, I think so. Can can they win that style game? But notice Florida has more of a high-powered, like, skilled players than Kentucky. Obviously, Alabama does. So this one's not a game that I'm going, hey, man, we got to score 40 to win. No, not at all. But again, I'm curious. We're going to lose. I I think with the – the schematics we have on defense and the the ability to keep the game under 28 points and win this week because Kentucky, it's not like they're gonna score like that. Yeah. Unless it's a fluke play, you know, fumble four times and guy just picks it up out of nowhere, right? Right. They don't have the ability just to score instantly. That's why I'm thinking, yeah. So I, I kind of I do think that we could win this game under 30. 
And, and I, I think that's a good thing. If, if Tennessee can do that, like I want to see that. I want to get that box chucked for Josh Heupel. You know, yeah. it's like, it's like, cool. Like their, their average margin of victory this year is stupid. It's like 25 against South Carolina, 28 against Missouri, 56, and then 32. It's like, that's just a ridiculous margin of, of victory. They've lost a couple close games to Pitt and Ole Miss. Can they win one of these close games? Can they, can they check the box of you want a tough game where your offense wasn't just blowing people out? Yeah. And that's, cool. and that's just a box. I'm curious to see if I think about the Ole Miss one though starting quarterback goes down on the last drive of the game like that. No, it's, 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 it's huge, right? Things. Now here's the thing for the long haul of the program. It probably is not the, it's probably not the worst thing in the world that we don't win nine games this year. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. For the long haul. And I say that, no, because of, I'm not saying we always have, I'm not saying we have low expectations because we have very high expectations of Tennessee for a reason, but I don't want Hypo to be because he, I think, is the he's the right coach. I truly think so. I don't want him to be in a situation that everybody turns on him in year two for not winning ten games when we're still undermanned. Now we're going to be better next year, but we don't have the we don't have the eighty what eighty five eighty seven scholarship guys right now. We don't. No, once, I, we, yep. once we get those, then I'm going. Now that's the game you have to win. Those games this year were icing on the cake. You know what I mean? And yeah, so no, I'm him on that last drive. Hey, I think we pull that one out though. And, and D- Danny says, "No, Austin, I want the Tennessee Vols to keep winning by twenty plus. Of course, that's what you want, but that's not realistic. Like, I want I, I, I when I'm watching these games, I'm watching differently from Danny Whitson, super fan of the Vols. I'm watching games to see how Tennessee and how Josh Heupel and these players handle these close game situations. Because if you want to eventually get to a point where you're playing for something that really matters, you're going to have to be able to make those good decisions in a tight game against Florida, against Georgia. that helps you get to Atlanta or beyond, right? Like I, I want to see how Josh Heupel handles situations like that for when it matters late. late. It, it's very important. And, well, it's I want to touch on this real quick to Willie. Um, I did in Pruitt's first year. I was like, you know what? I think he might be a good, he, he might be the guy, but that was just because it came from the saving tree. Then realizing that he's too much of a micromanager that didn't allow because I, I talked to coaches on the staff that would literally say, I mean, we don't know what's going on. I've never said this before. We don't know what's going on because we just get told to stay in our office and do our stuff. Once I heard that stuff, I was like, ooh, I gotta be positive, but eh, is is that really how you run a power five, like legit got name recognition, brand recognition all over the world program? No. Right. So I'm what I'm saying is, Willie, I did say that in year one, at least. Hey, I, I was wrong. Well, you're, I mean, you're right, too. I was wrong. At least now with Hypo, we've got a whole new regime. He's, he trusts the AD. The AD does not have any affiliation with Tennessee, which I do think helps in this type of situation because of the cheating and the scandal, you know, I mean, that type of stuff. Um, so I think that helps. That's the reason why I'm saying, I think he can be the right guy. And also, look at the fact of what we've done offensively. Austin hit the nail on the head. Sixth game of the year, and we scored more points than we did the whole year combined. Yeah. that Those things. So, yeah, I'll admit I, I was totally wrong on Pruitt. I hope I'm not wrong on Heupel. I don't think I am, right? Right. <laughs> but, I mean, he, at least he's been a head coach prior. We'll just say yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and, you know, Pruitt went 8-5 and five in year two, but he started 0-2. 
against Georgia State BYU pulled it together. And then I don't know when it unraveled. It, but because, you know. It, it, something happened somewhere that none of us will know. And actually, that was the year that I was talking to a couple of coaches on staff that they were like, yeah, because we don't we don't know. We're just – we get told to, to do this, this, and this, and we have to do it. And I'm like, dude, that's not – personal. that's not how you run a program like Tennessee. Like, good God. Right. <laughs> All right, you Crop, know. let's get the good news. I'm curious what your good news is because you just mentioned you got a playoff game tonight. That, that's exciting. I want to ask you about that. But ain't yeah. that good news uh, here on the show? We do this every Friday where we share our good news to send us all the weekend, a little lighter way to share. I saw Jeff says he's got triple good news, which is a lot, man. If you got triple good Jeff, news. Jeff, calm down over there, bud. Calm yeah. down. Real quick, let me tell you guys about Wilson County Hyundai and WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Guys, if you're in the market, guys and gals, if you're in the market for a brand new vehicle, uh, make Wilson County Hyundai a part of your car buying process. I know it's crazy right now to try to buy a car with all the limited inventory. So you need to go somewhere where you can trust the people who run the dealership. And that is absolutely Wilson County Hyundai with Payne Bone and his team. They're also in Lebanon, which is outside of the Nashville city area which means that they're not going to have those crazy city prices and they'll be willing to work with you, especially if you let them know A to Z sent you. So Wilson County Hyundai in Lebanon, wilsoncountyhyundai.com. Guys, last chance, MGM, right? Download the app, BetMGM app today. Promo code A to Z sports, risk-free bet up to $1,000. Can't beat it, right? Go in there. For for Jeff's sake, go put something, put a parlay on Tennessee and Ohio State. Make, make me and Jeff happy, right? Risk-free up to $1,000. Promo code A to Z sports. I might do that. I might do a two leg parlay with just Ohio state and I, Tennessee. I just talked myself into it. There you go. There you go. Right. Good news here on the, uh, you're, uh, this. You're up first. I'm up first. You're I was going to read some comments first. Because okay. Jeff, Jeff mentioned his triple good news. Secured candlelight processional with a Pat Sajak for December 26th at Disney for what does that even mean? I don't even know what that means. It sounds cool, but I have no what, idea what that means. Hold on. I got what? what? Secured a candlelight processional with Pat Sajak for December 26th at Disney for his mom. Hey, you know what? Good for you. Like, yeah, I, 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 I love, I love when me and Jeff get to go at it. So when he has some good news, good. Hey, I hope that that is, I hope, you know, I hope your mom enjoys it. Yeah. Really? Uh, Jeff also Before. says Ohio state's all scarlet jerseys were fire and good news. Tennessee beats Kentucky this this uh, crap committee will rank the Vols inside the top 20 in the college right, football yeah. platform. I'm definitely doing the Ohio State parlay now. Uh, I, I don't know that. if that will happen uh, on the uh, the Vols in the top 20, but, you know, if they would have beat Ole Miss, they would have been ranked. I, I feel like that, but that didn't happen. It was two games ago, and we move on. Sean says, double good news. One, it's his wife's birthday. Happy birthday to, to Sean's wife. Uh, home playoff game tonight as a number two seed in the school's first year of existence. All right, Sean. Nice. That's good. I'll let that. I'll let that transition into your good news because we went uh, into uh, high school football playoffs. What What do you get going on tonight? You got a playoff game? Yeah, playoff game. Um, we got to travel. It's about three hours away. What? Um, North Carolina is weird, man. I'll just say that how they've done the playoff system this year is just. That's all I can say. It's just is it what round crazy. is this? First round. First round, and you're traveling three hours. Yeah, if we pull this one out, then we only travel like 45 minutes to a conference team next week. Like it's, it, I don't, I like I said, I don't understand North Carolina's um, how they. This is the first year how they've done these uh, this playoff system. It used to be like one A, you'd have a big and a little one A, a big two A, little two A stuff like that. So you have eight state champions. 
but they did it to secure for, you know, capacity or the, um, you know, uh, amount of students in the school, all that stuff, where now it's just 1A, 2A, 3A, 4, and there's 32 teams that make it on the East and the West. So 64 teams per 1A, 2A, 3A, 4A, right? 64 team playoff? So, well, yeah, but it's 32 on one on the East, 32 on the West. Uh-huh. So you got it's a six week playoff to win the championship. Damn, that's intense. Think about that. I mean, for high school, like six weeks, I'm like, damn, dude, okay. I guess that, um, that's one extra week than Tennessee. Tennessee's a five week and it's 32 teams per. So it's one less bracket. Yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy on how they're doing it. But in the sense of they've put some teams that were on the East into the West from last year, it's just, it's just realignment. Um, so yeah, we got a pretty good little haul, um, haul tonight. How do you the, feel about it? Coach, oh, we're, yeah. we're gonna throw, we're gonna throw the piss out of the ball. That's because like, <laughs> you're calling the plays. <laughs> uh, well, well, no, kind of, yeah. We so the past two weeks we were forty of fifty five for four twenty five, five touchdowns, one rushing, or five in the air, one rushing. Last week forty of sixty three, four touchdowns for four eighty five. So we throw Jeez. the crap out of the ball. You're throwing the ball 50, 60 times a game. Yes, that sounds like a fun thing. To yeah, watch. we're at, like so. Last week we ran eighty plays. For high school, 12 minute quarters. Hey, so y'all want to talk about playing fast? Let's do this. <laughs> 12 minute quarters running 80 plays. That's absurd. Dude, we're that just, is absurd. You know, but and and some of them are screens and bubbles and swing routes. Sure. Because we play off of leverage. Yeah. Like I'm I we're just like Tennessee does. We're to the line quick, you know, get there now type of deal. Um and and See what they do. We're, uh, you know, quote unquote freeze plays a lot where we can run the same play out of 12 formations. And for high school, that's, that's just unheard of. So yeah, it, that's it, pretty great. It's it's fun. It's fun for me because I'm up there feeling like I'm playing Madden. Yes, I was about to say, you're you playing a I mean? damn video game. Like you're literally I'm, I'm playing in, in the box. football. You should see my game plan sheet. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll, 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 it's over there. My password's over there. I'll show it to you one day. Like it's, it's an eight. It's a, what is it? Eight by fourteen, double sided, and I'm like, yeah. dude, I tell myself, like, dude, it's high school, calm down. It's like, the Waffle nah. House menu, it's like, like pretty much. And I'm yeah. like, dude, calm down, this is high school ball. But I have it on there so detailed with formations and how I like it, blah blah blah. So we're just, we're just going. So reality is, we're probably gonna throw it, you know, fifty plus times tonight to win. Um, I hope we do win. Obviously, it's a little more nerve wracking as a coach than a player because I have no control now. Yeah. Yeah, you know sure. what I mean? Like I'm calling the play going, oh, this is there. But I have no – I physically don't have any control. So it's – you know, it is a different feeling, but I, I love it and the kids enjoy it. And uh, hopefully we have a three-hour bus ride home that's not oh. Like, So, yeah, yeah. It'll, be, it'll be fun. Yeah, three hours home can be either really fun or not so much. Exactly. Man, good luck. So, uh, good luck to you guys. I mean, I, I'm kind of curious to see what happens. I'm sure I might get a, like a text at like oh, 11 yeah. oh, o'clock yeah. no, at midnight. I'll it, be passed out by then, but you can te- be, let me know how you guys do. I'm very intrigued by that. So, so what I'm getting at, so everybody tomorrow, right? I know Tennessee plays late. Yeah. I'm, I get home. I'm going to get home real late tonight, obviously. Then I got to train quarterbacks for like five hours tomorrow. <laughs> Bear with me. Bear with me tomorrow because there's a 100% chance that I'm going to come home and crash, take a nap, and wake up at 7 o'clock at night. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fair. All right. Well, Jonathan Crompton and Charlie Burris will be on the halftime and the post game show tomorrow right here where you're watching uh, tomorrow during the Kentucky game. My good news 
uh, is I've got, uh, you know, obviously the Kentucky Tennessee game is a big deal, right? That's, that's a big game uh, for the Vols. So I'm looking forward to that at six o'clock. But at three o'clock, I've got a, a friend's 30th birthday party. So I'm going to hang out for a 30th birthday party, have nice. some fun, then roll right into Tennessee, Kentucky for a big Saturday of activity. Uh, and then about it. Uh, here's the, here's the best thing is that I get to sleep in on Sunday because I haven't, you know, when you do uh, Titans shows that are noon kickoffs every day, you don't get to sleep in. I get to sleep in on Sunday after a full day of fun uh, when it comes to uh, Titans, Rams, Sunday night football. So I'm pumped up about sleeping in on Sunday that after drinking all day Saturday. Oh, there you go. He admitted it. Yeah, drinking all. I'll be, I'll be start drinking at three. Starting at three. I, real good for the seven o'clock kickoff. Well, six o'clock for us. So that oh, helps. That's true. That's true. That that's helps. True. But it'll still go on until almost 11 because that's yep. how Hypel does it. Yeah. Oh, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. No, that's all. Awesome. I, I hope you have a good time. Uh, I'll be sure to send you some text during the game just to fire you up a little bit. <laughs> you know. Perfect. All right, Crompton. Thanks for filling in this morning uh, here on the show for Zach. Zach will be back on Sunday for Titans Rams. Hope you guys really have a great weekend. Have a great start to your weekend. Uh, Jonathan Crompton, Charlie Burris, halftime and postgame show right here where you're watching. Uh, on this on these channels for A to Z Sports. And then Zach and I will be live at Mill Creek Brewing Company uh, in Nolensville. Come hang out with us for Sunday Night Football in Nolensville on Sunday night. That'll be fun. Late night Titans on Sunday. Late night Vols on Saturday. We're going to have a big weekend. Thanks Love for watching, it. guys. Have a great start to it. We'll see you later.